So welcome to the first episode of the Polk County Sports Marketing Podcast with host Kevin Smith and Mark Jackson. And Jack Corwin is here, uh, sort of working the machines, and uh, I'll throw that to Jack for today. Fantastic. Our producer. Yeah. <laughs> Jack is the producer of this show and the brainchild of it, and uh, hopefully we won't mess it up too much. Um, that's why edit is a beautiful thing. So Mr. Jackson, good morning. How are you? Kevin, good morning to you as well. Bright, shiny, well, not so shiny anymore, but... Uh, Much needed rain today. Oh, my goodness gracious, we need it badly. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, give the uh, aquifer a little bit of a charge and uh, make everyone's lawn a little bit greener. So instead of complaining about the rain, we're thankful that, uh, you know, our grass is green and ready to go. Yeah, we're, we're good to go down here in Florida. It's going to be nice, and hey, it's not snowing. Uh, I talked to some folks up in... Kalamazoo, Michigan yesterday, and he said it was a balmy 20 degrees outside. So, you know, we like to thank our, thank goodness for all the all the simple things here in Florida. So having some nice weather is, is one of the things we're all blessed with down here. So our show is to talk about sports marketing in Polk County and talk about the things that we do here best and uh, meeting with our partners and stakeholders. And, and uh, you know, this is an unprecedented time in our in our history of our country and some of the things that are going on, and especially in the sports world, where our, a lot of our major competitions have been shut down and colleges uh, have been shut down for sports and spring training and no Final Four this year. So I look at it as an opportunity for me to break even. I didn't lose any money this year in the, in the Final Four pool. Well, that, that's always a good thing. It's, uh, I don't know of anybody that does all that well in those kind of pools, but there was somebody last year, I think, that uh, got every pick right or something. I, probability of that was one in a billion or whatever that turned out to be but uh, you know sports is a big industry it's a big industry nationally globally and uh, you know you look at the importance of sports from a social you know from an economic standpoint but start out with social that when you think about all the countries on the planet getting together for a common cause uh, for something positive something good that rewards uh, excellence and I think the first thing most people will think of is the Olympics, summer and winter. Yeah. You, know, you have all these countries come in with their athletes. They're glad to be there with opening ceremonies, all the competition, and then the closing ceremonies. Uh, global visibility, it's, uh, it's really a celebration of all the good things we have in life, and that's one of the positives about sports. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's a study not too long ago about you know, people, the first section they go to in the, in the newspaper, when a lot of people still read newspapers was the sports section and uh, that that still holds true but uh, the economic side of sports is critically important too because it means economic impact for areas like Polk County the host and recruit uh, sporting events uh, it's a big part of our tourism economy of course tourism is our number one industry here in the state of Florida number one here in Polk County and then sports is a uh, is in second place. So when, when you start looking at the economics of what, tour, of what tourism and sports uh, do for any economy, particularly Polk County, we are certainly blessed to have the most successful sports marketing organization in, in some say, the Southeast. So, uh, you know, of course, there's arguments to be made for and against that. The fact of the matter is it has measurable and significant impact and creates an awful lot of jobs and an awful lot of good entertainment right here in, uh, you know, what 
we like to call the amateur sports capital of the world. Yeah, and, and you've been doing this for a minute or two, haven't you, Mark? How long have you been doing this? I've been doing it for a long time. Actually, the uh, before sports marketing was even a, uh, a phrase, it was even coined, um, but this organization, uh, Polk County Sports Marketing, started in 1992. I'd previously been with uh, uh, Mastercraft Boat Companies. Of course, that's, you know, sports and recreation and, uh, you know, some other organizations. And then... Uh, before this came from a U.S. Olympic Committee governing body called USA Water Ski. So I started up their uh, marketing department. They never had one before and uh, started televising events. In fact, my very first year there, we uh, televised eight events on ESPN1. So we're very fortunate with that. But it gives you some insights that uh, some of our peers, Kevin, uh, don't have, and that is viewpoint from a national governing body affiliated with the United States Olympic Committee. So, you know, you understand board decisions, executive director issues and problems, and consequently, you know how the system works and uh, how you can help them solve those problems and make a better, create a better experience for the athletes as well. And I know you were an athlete, um, you know, a top-notch athlete, I was an athlete, and, and so on, but I think overall, um, when you have an organization like Polk County Sports Marketing with the, the variety of staff and backgrounds and experience that we have, um, it's just ama an amazing team. And it's been nice to be able to watch it a little bit from a distance because uh, you know I'm involved heavily with tourism and a lot of other projects going on. But it's in very, very good hands with Neil Duncan and yourself at the helm. So um, we certainly count ourselves blessed and continue to enjoy the really high production in terms of uh, number of events, quantity of events, as well as economic impact that they bring in. You know, I think that this this business has been, you know, I've been involved with this a little over two decades, and I know you've, you've been around for a lot longer than that doing this business, and um, it's it really is a an economic driver for any community. I think that that uh, it gets lost sometimes in translation because uh, you know people look at it as heads and beds and bed tax and things along those lines. But it it really does drive a lot of community economic value as well, right, Mark? Oh, it's, it's uh, incredible. And if you take a look at the infrastructure that we uh, have now here in Polk County, you know we invested heavily in uh, sporting facilities and venues because you have to have the venues first. Um, to be able to host large and economically significant events. So part of our philosophy is that we work with our partners, the municipalities and uh, the county and, and others, to, to create and develop um, world-class sports facilities. Well, the beauty of that whole thing is the fact that our citizens, they get to play on world-class sports facilities while at the same time uh, the facilities are being used, not literally at the same time, but you know, over a month, a year, whatever, are being used to host uh, world, national, state, even uh, regional sports championships. So that economic impact is, uh, you know, is significant, but it goes right back into building these facilities that have made a huge difference in the way we conduct business and the experience ultimately that our visitors have here. 
Well, you know, sports and tourism in general, uh, as you mentioned, is, is the number one economic driver here in the state of Florida. And uh, part of what we're doing here today is, is to make sure that people in our community and people that are listening to this podcast understand that, that there's a lot more to sports than just getting out on the field. There's, it's a business. Uh, it's uh, $30, $40 billion, I think, uh, in the amateur side of it. So we're, you know, we're just a small part of this, but we are an important part for any community. So here in Polk County in the sports marketing side, obviously with everything that's going on in the world, we've really been trying to, to step forward and make sure that the, our community is taken care of and done a, a great job at doing that. So we've got some, some fantastic wins. What are some of the wins that we've gotten in this since all of this has been going on? Well, we could have a dis you know, I could write a dissertation about that one, Kevin. That's, uh, uh, that's really a, a good question and a tough question. Of course, Kevin's sort of like a professor. He's been around for a long time, and, and uh, if anybody knows the industry, actually, he's a member of the, for those of you that don't know, he's a member of the National Association of Sports Commission's Hall of Fame, so former uh, uh, president. Excuse me, chairman of the board. But if you take a look at Polk County, you know, and, and, and what's happened here, you know, the the recruiting has been so critically important. We had the we've had the Tigers now for going on uh, eighty some years, and the, the back in in ninety two things were a lot different. And uh, when I say a lot different, we had the opportunity to really bring in some more permanent fixtures into the fold, if you will. And, and uh, within a year, uh, the Cleveland Indians had decided to build and move their spring training operations from Arizona to Homestead, Florida. Well, Hurricane Andrew came, came through and uh, unfortunately totally destroyed the facility there. And it just so happened that the president of the Indians, a guy I knew was coming down to Polk County to be the keynote speaker for a sports conference and uh, calls me up and says, hey, Mark, I don't think I'm going to be able to be your keynote speaker. I've got to go down to Homestead and check on the facility. And I said, well, guys, his name was Rick Bay. Uh, he's a college championship uh, wrestler from Michigan and uh, a great athlete, a great human being. But he was the president of the Cleveland Indians. And I said, hey, you know, Rick, I, I know you've got to go down and check it out, but you've got to find a place to play, and we don't have much time. So this was in the fall. And I said, well, early fall. And I said, uh, doesn't hurt, Boston Red Sox just vacated the facility we have here in, in Winter Haven, Polk County. And uh, why don't you just, you know, when, when you're done at Homestead, pop up here and, and take a look at what you got. And if Homestead is done, at least you've got a place to play here because you can't play in Arizona. So um, that would only make sense. He says, you know, that sounds like a good idea. I'll, I'll do that. A few days later, he was up here, did his presentation, toured the facility, and Bob Sheffield and I recruited him. Um, when I say him, I really mean Rick Bay and the Cleveland Indians. Had a long relationship with them for 15 years, but there's so many others too. That um, the, the Futures Tour, which was uh, called the Symmetra Tour, excuse me, the Symmetra Tour now is called the Futures Tour back then. Um, we recruited them out of uh, an area a little bit south of here, and their headquarters were here for years, and now they're affiliated the official feeder tour of the LPGA so that was a that was another big win for us and uh, more recently the Orlando Magic's G League team the Lakeland Magic we uh, or decided to after we recruited them 
um, moved their operations from Erie, Pennsylvania to the Lakeland Center, which is now the RP Funding Center. So that was a, that was a big one as well. But it didn't come without some challenges, and, and there's so many others. Uh, one of the largest recruiting efforts was for Russ Matt Baseball, the collegiate baseball, largest collegiate baseball spring training in the world. Um, once the Cleveland Indians left, uh, back to Arizona, within a year we had Russ Matt here and uh, really didn't miss a beat from an economic standpoint. Uh, Florida Youth Soccer Association, uh, affiliated with USA Soccer, of course, uh, another national governing body of the sport. Uh, we recruited them out of Orlando, and uh, they built a $2 million headquarters here and uh, bring, on average, 25 major events here. So a lot of those recruiting successes have uh, worked out real, real well for us. And um, I could go on for a long, long time about some of the other major ones, but you know we've been blessed and, and certainly uh, fortunate in, in many, many ways in that area. You know, it's, it's uh, fascinating to me as I, I started uh, working over here a couple of years ago and, and helping out, and uh, someone took me down to the bowling center down in, um, where is that? Oh, the Kegel Bowling the Ke Center. The Kegel Center. Yeah. Fascinating. Would have never, would have never known that was here. But it is, uh, it's a fantastic center. It's, if you're a bowler, if you roll, if you're just a recreational bowler, this is like, uh, this is like the, you know, the bowling center from heaven because it's got everything there. And he walked us through and how they started and, and how they can alter the lane so that people can uh, get different feels from different parts of the country or world on a bowling tour. And I had no idea that it was that complicated and that sophisticated. And that's right here in Polk County. It's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's been a terrific organization. We've, we've worked with them on a couple of uh, uh, several national te televi nationally televised championship bowling events, uh, national and international. And it's uh, a great group of people to have because their insights and, and understanding of the sport of bowling is just absolutely phenomenal. So it's been a blessing for us, but it's also been in part a catalyst for you know, us hosting the, uh, the state junior championships, the adult women championships, and the men's adult state championships as well. And, and we're talking thousands and thousands of bowlers, but that when they, once you get that nut, and I think what the, uh, you know, the point was, at least if I understand it correctly, usually there's a 50-50 shot that I do or don't, but the fact of the matter is, when you get those kind of resources, mainly the human resources, which to me is the most important resource we have um, locally and also on staff, you can put together uh, some real quality recruiting efforts and it results in, in millions literally millions, tens of millions of dollars in economic impact, and, and at least for bowling it has been. Well, and, and I think the, the one thing that I really uh, appreciated about seeing that is that it's also creating jobs. And uh, the folks that work there and, and the products that they put out that are exclusively for bowling centers and high quality bowlers, um, you know, the, the lane oil and uh, a couple of the other things that they produce out of that, that one little facility down in South Polk County is just incredible to, to see. I, I think that those are the things about sports that, peop, that get lost on people. You know, that, that the industry side of this business 
beyond the performance, and you were in the water skiing world for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and still, I think you're still associated a lot with the water skiing world. You know, the fact, the things that, that you have to have to be an athlete these days, um, they have to be made somewhere, and someone has to do the work, and someone has to create the oils that go on the lanes, and someone has to create the wax that goes on skis. I, I, I assume that they still wax them, right? And you look at um, you know what has been created here, and it's really a sports business cluster, and uh, a business cluster, similar industries or offshoots, re realizing economies of scale, um, technology sharing, and all sorts of things. And just up the street, we have uh, the state's only Polytechnic University. You know, I know they're working on some projects with skis, and testing skis, and and doing a number of other things. So. You know, that whole business cluster is, is critically important, but to understand what truly what a business cluster is, you can look at, at two different locations. Probably the most uh, visible, because it's the largest, uh, well, both of them are large, would be uh, Orlando and what happened with Disney when they moved here in the 70s. And now that has grown into a tourism cluster like no other in the world. Um, the second one would be Las Vegas. Las Vegas was just a cow town 100 years ago. And because of the gambling industry and the entertainment and all of the uh, other amenities that go with it, that is a tourism gambling cluster. So you can see the development and, and the, the hundreds and hundreds of, of million and billions of dollars that flow in and flow out. And the one thing about tourism and sports, it's an export. How is that? Well, our customers happen to come from outside, international, national, locally, whatever. They spend their money here, they drop it off, and then they leave with a great experience, um, souvenirs, t-shirts, um, good night's sleep, full stomachs, any number of things. So the money flows in and goods and services flow out. That's why it's an export. Well, that means our county is made better off, and Kevin, you said it earlier, you're referring to jobs and how many jobs are created. Well, just in the tourism industry in Polk County, uh, tourism supports more than 21,000 jobs. Well, people have families too, so how many people does that translate into? So it's really a, a beneficial thing for all of us, socially, economically, like we've been talking about. Um, so the, the, the industry of sports, we started out, or I started out, talking about the Olympics and how it brings people together from all walks of life, diverse backgrounds, ages, genders. It can be anything. They're all coming here to play, uh, sometimes professionally, but the, the trickle-down of all of that is, is the job creation, the economic impact, and uh, the benefits to the local citizens, including the wor you know, world-class sports facilities we have here, right here in Polk County. Yeah, I think that's, that's the one thing. And, and as, we, um, as we keep progressing with our podcast, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things that go on here in Polk County, and, and especially the value that uh, Polk County sports marketing and tourism bring to the, the, the county as an overall um, economic value to Polk County. And you know, last year, I think we uh, opened uh, the first, uh, or at least through this area, uh, cable park for water skiing. Um, great addition. You know, it's a great addition. You know, 
I've been in Florida my entire life. I'm, I'm 50, I forgot, my wife got it wrong the other night. She said I was 55, I think I'm 56. So, uh, Maybe my she father was told me about this. the pool man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my dad told me. He told me a long time ago. He says, "One day, son, you're just going to forget how old you are." And that's actually happened. So, um, in 56 years, I've never been on a pair of water skis. Well, we're going to change that real quick. I've never done it. Well, so. you're, obviously, you're a you know top-notch athlete. You're you were a competitive swimmer and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, been been around water my entire life, surfer, the whole thing. But I've just never been on a pair of water skis, so we have to we have to fix that. So I, I think the um, I was talking to someone here in the office. Is it is Shauna? Shauna does. Yeah, yeah, she does our she does our a uh, lot of the water skiing stuff. I told her her goal this year is to get me up on water skis. So we'll we'll see if she can do that. Uh, she's a national champion barefoot skier and. Uh, you know, one of the best swivel skiers uh, ever. So. Well, I, I got a size 14 foot, so I think I'm set for, for barefoot. So. Gee, my Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's amazing. All right. So as we, we talk about, um, in, unfortunately, we, we have these this thing that's going on. We have the coronavirus and COVID-19 that's unfortunately caused a lot of uh, havoc in the sports world as, where, as well as just with people in general. And, and certainly, you know, our hearts go out to those folks. We face some challenges here, in, in not only in Polk County, but in the sports industry as, as, a, as a whole. But specifically in Polk County, what are some of the challenges that we're facing right now? Well, I think you, the best way to look at that is you, you have to start with the supply side of things. That, you know, there, there's so much supply that uh, from the facilities to the hotels to the restaurants. So hundreds of millions of billions of dollars have been invested in the industry in the tourism and sports industry um, here in Polk County and because of the of the virtual shutdown of our of our economy you know there's a lot of economic fallout from that um, I think that that was that's really what impacts people the most is not having a job or not having an income stream, debts, you know, coming due and, and all of those types of things. Mm -hmm. So you really feel for those people that are struggling financially, well, of course, physically with, uh, for those infected, there's, you know, those are two of the most disastrous things that, that can happen. But I think on the other side of, of the coin, you have the relational uh, disruption. And, and what I mean by that, that life is about relationships. And uh, talked with the county commission in a presentation last week about, you know, the relationships being so important in sports and in tourism and when you're recruiting and, and you're marketing. But I think with sports, what people are missing the most um, is similar, Kevin, to like, you know, when we were competitive athletes, I miss not the cheer of the crowd or competition stuff as much it's the locker room it's the camaraderie it's the socialization the relationships that you build and now that has come to a screeching standstill so you have that again you have that economic side of things but you also have the social side of things which I think is now starting to take a toll on uh, our citizens as a whole and uh, it's such a release it's uh, there's so many benefits from it that we're seeing uh, some issues as a result of that, and I just don't mean the disease COVID-19. So, you know, the when you when you see your favorite restaurant um, 
Michelle not get into my favorite restaurants <laughs> <laughs> for fear of uh, a few things, but it's it's heartfelt when when you know the owners or you know the the servers and the people that operate these businesses, um, even some of the gas stations. I was talking to the gentleman that owns the uh, uh, convenience store just a mile down the road here, and he said his his business is just way down. You know, and he has a subway shop in there, and so. You re your heart goes out to those people. Um, the one positive side of things is we are so busy here with sports. We literally have to build rest time in for our outdoor facilities. Um, that uh, the fields themselves are getting, and now with the, the rain as I'm looking outside, uh, starting to trickle down, um, the fields are looking fantastic. So when we're ready to go and we start hosting these events, you know, they're going to be even more world-class than the world-class facilities we already have. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like God's uh, natural sprinkler out there to kind of get that grass growing. And uh, I think it's really important that, that uh, you know, we, we are ready when it's time, when, it's, when the doors open. And, and you, you know, this is a kind of a question that's been going around the industry and a lot of conversations I've had with people, and you and I both know a lot of people around the country, you know, when the doors open, are you ready to go? And I think that's the, that's the big question. Well, I think that from a facility standpoint, we're ready to go. The, the issue that's gonna be critically important for us and for our competitors, for those uh, entities that are hosting sporting events is gaining the trust of the people, the coaches, uh, the moms and dads for youth sports, um, that the facilities they're going to are going to be safe, they're going to be sanitized, and there are going to be policies in place to ensure the best social distancing that's possible uh, with some of these sports. I think part of it, too, is placing a, a greater emphasis on some of those sports that allow for greater social distancing. Baseball being a classic example. Mm -hmm. uh, badminton would be another one for from the indoor side of things. But gaining that trust, developing a reputation that the health of not only our, our visitors but our citizens comes first. And uh, we will, it, life is not without risks. You know, we drive our vehicle and take a chance that uh, we're gonna have an accident or worse. Um, you know, it's just life's journey, it's filled with risk. And you, you try to mitigate those risks in every uh, walk of life. But to do the best you can, to do the best we can, um, is going to include uh, using uh, disinfectant. Um, and of course, virus is a, is a non-living uh, thing. You know, simply DNA, RNA surrounded by fat, uh, lactic fat cells. And uh, so the, the mixtures, the, the disinfectants that are needed to disinfect in a safe way are going to be those policies. We're working currently with some of our municipalities to make sure that happens. So before the games, uh, during the games, during uh, any type of competition, we're gonna do everything po we can to ensure that the environment that our guests are coming into is going to be safe, it is going to be clean, and it is, is gonna be a great place for people to come in. We're excited about that. 
and uh, we're committed to that. When people know we're committed to something, um, you know, the, the business will flow. But uh, when you have your priorities straight, um, that, hey, life is about relationships, and you don't want to jeopardize those relationships. So that we're doing everything possible to uh, ensure that these facilities are not only world-class, but world-class in a safety standpoint as well. Yeah, I think health and safety is going to be paramount when this all well, you know, starts I, to turn and, and all of us have worked sports events before, and, and we've been around. And uh, like you said, there's, there's a lot of things that we've done in sporting events. I always look at the younger people that are coming along, and the first time they have to go in and clean out the coolers or do <laughs> something – do something that you know they just don't teach you in college about sports events and uh, like so you want to be in sports huh well this is this is part of it and so the new part of it's going to be Lysoling the uh, the dugouts down or putting some uh, some disinfectant on the rails and that's just going to be a, a new standard it's just like um, we talked about you know those of us who participated in sports in the 80s and then HIV came along and then they the gloves on and the whole how how that changed mm -hmm. our sports industry and I think one of the things that that we have prepared ourselves here at Polk County Sports Marketing is we have already begun the process of working with our with our clients our stakeholders and the people our partners and we've come up with ideas and thoughts on how we're going to make our, our environment safer for a lot of our, our people that are coming in here so it's, it's just going to be a new process, I think, for, for sports in general, but it's, uh, specifically for people we invite to our communities. And I think, you know, they're talking a little bit earlier about some of the positive fallouts from this, and I, I see a lot of them. You know, and it's, it's tough when you're, you're going through the wilderness and, you know, all you see is desert and heat and suffering and, you know, all of this type of stuff. But at, at the end of that journey, there is going to be a point where some of these benefits are going to accrue. And I think, Kevin, you hit the nail right on the head when you were talking about, you know, the different policies that are going to be in place. Life, mindful that life is filled with risk. Sports is risk. You know, it's, it, it can be, some of the sports can be very risky. But we're willing to take those risks knowing that we're going to do everything we can from a safety standpoint to mitigate that. But one of the positive things, I think, It'll make society as a whole more conscious about health, more conscious about uh, cleanliness, um, how we interact, and, and so on. Um, we, we will get through this. There's no question about it. Um, are we going to be prepared for the next challenge? I think so. And I think that uh, this may be a, a, a really good drill for the next COVID-20 or whatever comes along next. You know, you just don't know. Right. Right. Yeah, there, there's going to definitely be some changes. Well, I, I think the that as you said, everyone is is adjusting, and uh, you know when it comes to sports and especially sports tourism, uh, we're a very adaptable industry, and so we, we're going to be able to uh, to go through this and make the necessary changes and, and create some safety outlets for everyone. So we want to make sure that we continue. To, uh, to look forward and, and not look behind us in some of these things that we're doing. Right now, well, you know, one of the things that I, I, I think that, uh, especially in this marketplace, in the Polk County's marketplace, is the, the diversification of sport that, that we host here. And I think that's one of the things that we've really expanded and we're continuing to expand upon is 
how many different sports we can host here, not just the traditional things, but we're starting to look at the non-traditional sports as well and how that marketplace opens up and will possibly be that kind of market that we'll expand into because of some of the changes that may take place due to our, the pandemic. So, you know, looking at these, these different sports that may allow us to go out there and, and, and do the disc golf, for instance, that, that's a, uh, a sport that you can maintain a social distance. And if you're watching, most of the people are throwing these discs, they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> let's be honest about it. You know, lots of roadway for cycling here. You oh, know. One of the, it's one of the best and really endorsed by, uh, you know, the Florida Bicycle Association is a premier destination for cyclists. Yeah, so. fantastic. Plenty of lakes, lots of fishing, you know, some of the best bass fishing in the, in the state, right, and, mm -hmm. and probably in the world. Uh, here in this area. So there, there's a diversification of sports that can take place here and, and uh, we can look at all kinds of things that we're going to be doing in the future. Absolutely. And it, you know, both indoor and outdoor. And we've, been, we've been very blessed with you know, having natural venues, uh, our lakes, our open spaces and all those types of things. And uh, certainly our ball fields, uh, squares and diamonds we call them. And then you have the indoor uh, capabilities too with the RP Funding Center and now the Advent Health Fieldhouse in Winter Haven. So, uh, you know, there's a plethora of, of world-class facilities, uh, indoor and outdoor, that we're going to be using heavily. And when things open up again, we'll be right back to the same old. Yeah, I, I think that the, uh, you know, speaking of the Advent Health Fieldhouse, that has, that is a phenomenal phenomenal facility over in Winter Haven. That was, that was kind of your baby, wasn't it? Well, it was an interesting story because we originally had planned on, uh, uh, yes, to, to directly answer your question, but originally had planned that out here, but we felt that the dynamics and some of the demographics worked better in Winter Haven, and so uh, there was a lot of support there financial and otherwise, uh, county, or excuse me, both the county commission and city commission, very supportive of it. And when we had that grand opening, Kevin, you remember how um, thrilled that our elected, all of our elected officials, both uh, Cole County as well as state delegates, um, we just couldn't believe what they were seeing. And huh? when we opened it up, we already had 42 events booked. Um, some of those have since been canceled, um, but uh, you know, to open a facility and have 42 events on the books already was a remarkable feat by uh, you and uh, the other team, folks in the team with uh, Polk County Sports Marketing. Well, it's an easy sell. You know, it, it's an easy sell. It's a, it's a fantastic facility. A long process, but at the end of the day, we're all going to benefit, uh, at least in the county, from more jobs, more revenue coming in more excitement and better opportunities for our, our citizens. So you can't go wrong with that. But it wasn't a field of dreams that, you know, if you build it, they will come. That's a movie. That's, that's not a business plan. So you got to have the demand in your hand first, and then you move forward with constructing the facilities that uh, uh, will meet that demand adequately for both the citizens and for the business of sports marketing. You know, that, that's one of the things you touched on a great point there. And, and I think um, one of the things that, you know, we talk about on this, on this podcast is 
the importance of sports tourism, but you mentioned that the, we had commissioners out there and people from the, from the community out there. That's an important part of this, right, is to make sure that we've got support from the community. Oh, it, it, it's absolutely critical. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that, um, it, you know, but you've got you've to have it to get projects like that done. It is a team effort, um, no pun intended. But, you know, you, you've got to have the best interest of all parties. You know, you can't be all things to all people, and, and, and you try to please everybody, you're going to ultimately fail because it'll never happen. Um, there's always going to be somebody, and we had a few of those battles too. But when you look at the end of the day at uh, what was accomplished, how it was accomplished, and the, the partnerships, you know, the city, um, from city manager Mike Herr to uh, T. Michael Stavers, who was there every step of the way with us and oversaw the entire construction of the project, you, you look at the team, you know, yourself, Mark Zimmerman, Neil Duncan, that uh, some of the architects of bringing these events in and doing the things that needed to be done to make this successful is uh, truly a blessing. So that human resource, again, comes what the cream comes right to the top, and in this case it did. Yeah, and I, I think that's, the, again, one of those, uh, those benefits to having sports tourism, having successful sports tourism in any community, and especially here, is the fact that um, the folks that live in Winter Haven, the people, the young people who are going to be playing recreational sports, have such a phenomenal facility to play in. And, uh, you know, I, I, I played at a ball field in college uh, down in South Florida, and, and, and there was a coffee can on second base, or at least where second base was supposed to be. There was a coffee can, and it was a basketball court in left field. And uh, there was an airport out in the right field. So we start on this, this ball field, and we were playing, you know, we're playing the small college, and uh, I, I'm the starting pitcher that day, and I go in, and, and they, my, my catcher's there, and, and there, there really was ground rules about the facility. There, there was the half-court line. Anything to the left the half-court on the basketball facility was foul, and if it hit the goal, it was a dead ball, right? So there's a classroom out there. Left field was 450 feet. Uh, right field was 140 feet, right? And, and it was an airport there. So I start throwing, throwing, I'm throwing, I'm throwing. We warm up, right? First batter comes up, it's a lefty. Throw him a slider down in his side. He hits it, pop fly, home run, 140 feet. So the second pitch, guy comes up. He's also a lefty. Throw him, and I'm, third guy comes up. We go outside. We go up, we bat, we come back out. Fourth guy comes up. He's a lefty. Starting to see a pattern here. Right? So there's all lefties coming up from this team because it's 140 feet out to, left, to right field to hit a home run. So we finally figured that out. But my, my point to all of that is those are the types of facilities that we played in in the 80s, in the 70s, right? Now kids are playing these phenomenal facilities because communities are making the, you know, they're making the, the investment into community services and communities and facilities and also they're being doubled as, as economic drivers for communities. Exactly, exactly what it is. And it, um, it's one thing that the smart communities are doing and their cities or, or counties, whatever it may be, are thriving. Yeah, success, success breeds success. So we have a lot of things that, uh, that we've talked about today and, and some of the things that we want to make sure that we keep in front of us. Um, but what are some of the things that keep you up at night? 
Well, my 100-pound lab is uh, probably number one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you think about uh, making sure the demand is there. Um, you know, we, we have the world-class facilities. We're going to be we're developing more as we speak, uh, quite a few more uh, to be accurate. But it's ensuring that the demand is going to be there and the recruiting um, and the relationships, first of all, are being made. And then the recruiting is successful to ultimately drive uh, the business to the county because the outside industry or non-sports industry and support industry are making millions and millions of dollars of investment counting on these things to you know, make their balance sheets work, their income statements positive. So that's probably the most important thing to me is, um, and it, what it does sometimes keep you up at night because you're worried about making sure that there's a steady stream of, of revenue coming in from the outside to keep these businesses going and to ensure that these facilities are successful. That would that would really be it. Yeah, it, it, it does take a lot. It, it takes a... Uh you know, a lot of drive takes some risk, uh, which you you have uh, you've taken some risk out there, and <laughs> and uh, we've we've done you know we've done a great job of, of facilitating. This, podcast may be one of them. this may be one of them, <laughs> 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 but you know, here's the great thing about podcasts is that they just get better. They're like they're like uh, you know they get better with age. What is it like wine? It's like wine. Like wine, it, it either gets like, better. Like, yeah, like us. Yeah, like <laughs> us. It gets better. We, we get better with age. We get a little smoother. We get a little better at it. Um, but you know, unless your wine turns to vinegar, and then uh, that's that's a bad thing. But um, yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of things that that we've done, and it keeps you awake at night because you 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 are responsible for a governance of of monies that have been entrusted to you. So. Um, but we've built a ton of relationships here in Polk County, right? We've built uh, some great relationships with USA Softball now. We've built great relationships with Russmat and, and YBOA now is headquartered here, uh, Pala. Um, and these are just the things I've been associated with since I've been here in yeah. a couple of years. Um, so it's wide open. It's wide open for us to do more. No question about it. And uh, with the staff and human resources that we're surrounding this organization um, looking for a very 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 bright future so there you have it good good people good people good place um, so that'll wrap up our first edition of uh, Polk County Sports Marketing and uh, we look forward to all of you that are listening out there to tune into us and find us on our social media site so thanks again for tuning in we appreciate you all uh, listening to us we look forward to being back with you again in the next couple of, couple of weeks. weeks. Thanks so much. <laughs>